You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm John Herfinan from our Treasury Unit, and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. The Purchasing Managers Index, the PMIs, is an indicator to provide a measure of the health of an industry. Anything above 50 is it being an expansion territory, and anything below 50 as a reading is seeing an economy being in contraction. Good morning, Ollie. If I can start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data, the PMI return sees manufacturing move back into contraction in September very slightly at the reading of 496 that's down from a 50.8 in August, but remains above July's 40, reading of 47. What do you make of the current um, readings in the Irish manufacturing PMIs? Yeah, as you said, there was a slight deterioration in business conditions in September. Not that much, uh, a modest fall in the index. So it's been hovering around that 50 level over the last couple of months, which is consistent with broadly stable uh, business conditions in the sector, not expanding, but not contracting. Um and in that regard, September just saw a marginal decline in output. Uh, now, new orders fell back. That was the main the main factor dragging down the index in the month, right? Uh, and that reflects both respondents in subdued demand uh, and also more st- uh, destocking going on among customers. So, you know, closer inventory management, if you like. So that resulted in the marginal decline, uh, uh, sorry, that the fall in orders and the marginal decline in output. The... Output is still being supported, production is still being supported by firms uh, filling in back orders, you know, orders that haven't been filled in recent months. So that's helping to support activity. And uh, another, you know, continuing notable feature of the survey, even though, as you say, it's been the activity was weak in June and July, picked up somewhat, you know, August, uh, probably stable in September. We're still seeing continued good growth and employment uh, in the sector. And firms also remaining optimistic about the outlook over the next 12 months. So the um, the the sector is you know stable, uh, employment's continuing to grow, uh, firms are optimistic enough about what's coming down the line over the next twelve months. Uh, another noticeable feature of the survey is a continuing appreciable easing in inflationary conditions. Um, input prices declined for the sixth month in a row, and that reflects you know falling raw material prices and energy costs. Um, as those commodity prices globally have been under downward pressure over the last uh, six to twelve months, and that's you know, feeding through in terms of lower input prices for uh, for manufacturing firms, and that has been fed through, you know, in terms of lower factory uh, gate prices of what, what the manufacturing output manufacturers charge, they actually fell at their quickest pace in nine years. So we've clear signs in the manufacturing side now of uh, you know uh, a marked easing of the inflationary pressures that built up and. Uh, 21 and 22 uh, and in fact prices are falling both input prices and output prices falling at you know a significant pace at this stage and Ali do you think that's uh, that's kind of a part of the source of optimism that you've been seeing in the survey in August and to a lesser extent in September I know it's slightly in contractionary but it's still a relatively strong number given the environment in which the country is operating in yeah well uh, you know, I think obviously falling input costs is good news for any manufacturer. Um, 
I think, you know, they are optimistic about the outlook. Um, you know, confidence levels in September held very close to August six-month highs. If What would concern me about the, about the survey is that, you know, a fairly significant decline in those new orders reflecting, you know, subdued global demand conditions and destocking by their customers. Um, so that would suggest if new orders are, are, in, are in decline, I mean, there's going to be no early pickup in activity in the sector. So I would flag that as a warning signal for me. You know, that's been evident for quite some time. And they're relying on, sorry, they're relying on working through back orders to maintain uh, output levels and indeed grow employment. But obviously, if new orders were to continue to decline at pace, and that really reflects, we're, we're obviously an exporting nation here, that reflects weak global economic conditions and weak global demand, that will eventually feed through to lower numbers for the sector. So uh, the report is solid. But, uh, you know, I think new orders need watching over the next number of months to see where they go. And, Ollie, if we moved across to look at the services sector, um, the AIB-sponsored Irish Services PMI for September showed a very strong reading at 54.5, slightly down on August 55. And there's a bit of a trend given it was 56.7 in July. What is going on with the services sector at the moment? Yeah, well, uh, you know, that's a good solid read in terms of 54.5, as you say. Now, I would note it's the lowest level since January, but we have seen very high levels or very high readings uh, over the first half of the year. So the sector is still performing very, very well. Uh, it's been helped by ongoing good growth in new business or new orders for services. That's both from domestic and export customers. So the, I reference the weakness of new orders on the manufacturing side. That is not the case on the services side. And that really is underpinning uh, activity. There's good growth in employment. Uh, and unlike on the manufacturing side where firms are relying on working through their backlog of orders, uh, there's a lot of capacity pressures on the services side. Um, a significant rise again in the level of outstanding work. So this, the services is is operating at you know quite a strong level of output, strong level of activity. Now within the survey, though, I would say there's a mixed result. This survey co- covers four sectors. Now just to note, it doesn't cover retail, and this is you know this is the international norm. It's it's it's, it's services, and um, the technology, media, telecom sector is seeing buoyant growth. But we've seen the re-emergence of weakness in the hospitality side, you know, the transport, tourism, leisure, that contracted for a third consecutive month. So some of the weakness you've seen, let's say, well, I don't call it weakness, the decline in the index readings over the last couple of months has been associated with much weaker readings for transport, tourism, and leisure in particular. Um, Now, the other headwind that the sector is facing is, you know, unlike manufacturing again, Inflationary pressures remain very elevated in the services sector. I mean, we're consti- we're continuing to see you know significant upper pressure on input prices, particularly from rising labour costs and insurance and fuel bills, uh, and that is continuing to be priced, sorry, passed on in terms of you know higher selling prices. And when I look back over the data over the last six to eight months, right, I mean, you are really seeing stickness in service sector inflation. And what I mean by that is, I mean, the inflationary pressures remain still remain strong. So the, the rate of increase in both input prices and output prices in the services sector uh, has only eased slightly and from high levels over the last six months. So you really are seeing stickiness in inflation uh, in that sector. And again, it, it probably reflects things like the tight labor market conditions, upper pressure on wages, 
strong growth in orders, capacity constraints within the sector, uh, rising backlogs of outstanding work. So they're all, if you like, recipes for uh, or ingredients that go into uh, continuing elevated inflationary pressures. So, you know, if we look at services and look at manufacturing, there's quite a different picture emerging in both sectors. Uh, one, which is broadly stagnant, some weakness in new orders, inflationary pressures, you know, clearly easy and the price is starting to fall. And the services sector is still growing very strongly, very rapid growth in new business, you know, rising levels of outstanding work, uh, capacity constraints in the sector, and all translating in terms of inflationary pressures remaining elevated. And Ali, you're, you're kind of painting a picture there of some positives and some negatives on both sides of the house and in terms of manufacturing and services. But how is that um, kind of stacking up? Like, how does it compare to what's going on on a wider international basis? Well, on, on the basis of this survey, and this has been the case in recent years, uh, the Irish economy continues to clearly outperform. Now, I referenced the manufacturing sector and said it's, it's been broadly stagnant in around 50 over the last couple of months. When we look across uh, to Europe and we look at the Eurozone and the UK, um, both their manufacturing sectors are in sharp decline, contraction. Uh, a reference in around 50 for Ireland that the, that the readings for the Eurozone and the UK are at 43.4 and 44.2. You know, that's well below the 50 break-even level. And even the states where activity, the economy is held up well there, the, the index is at 48.9, which is also in contraction territory for manufacturing. And then when we turn to the service sector, as we know, the, the Irish sector has seen very strong growth in services, uh, you know, good growth in new orders, new business, uh, capacity constraints in the sector, rising employment and what have you. And then we look at what, Again, at at the European markets, we see the eurozone in the UK. Both our services sectors are in contraction, and now it's not as steep as as the manufacturing side. But the readings, the, the flash readings for September, forty eight point four for the eurozone, forty seven point two for the UK. I mean, that's well below the Irish reading of fifty four point five. And again, even the um, you know the stronger US economy, the index slipped to fifty point two in September. So we're seeing a marked outperformance by the Irish economy relative to you know our european neighbors and and indeed the, you know the, the u.s economy which has held up very very well this year so um you know the, the irish economy it's it seems a it's a clear sign the irish economy is continuing to uh to outperform and i, I think the weakness of those the weakness of services and the low levels of the manufacturing uh indices okay you know there was a lot of talk towards the end of last year we could be face, facing a recession in the global economy um, that hasn't materialized this year, but we're not out of the woods yet here. I mean, these are weak readings. Uh, and, you know, if they're sustained at these low levels, there could well be a signal that we may see a recession later this year or in 2024. So they do indicate overall weak demand conditions and activity levels in the advanced economies. And, you know, it may well be the very sharp increase we've seen in interest rates over the last 12 to 18 months is dampening down on demand. When you put that in context of still relatively high inflation. So you've a squeeze on incomes from rising interest rates, high inflation, translating into very subdued uh, economic conditions globally. And, you know, subdued in the sense that economies are barely growing at this stage. 
uh, and it wouldn't take much to tip them back into recession. Now, that might be one of the reasons that central banks, as well as the, the declining inflation, and inflation remains relatively high, but inflation rates have fallen. But central banks recognise that there are clear signs that activity is weakening. Uh, and as a result, you know, the, the signals that have come from, you know, both the ECB, the Bank of England, uh, the Fed, are that rates are at or very close to their peak. And they won't have to do much more in terms of monetary tightening. So um, that would tie in with the PMI service for September showing very weak uh, economic conditions. Again, in terms of those inflation readings, you know, the, the, I mentioned the weakness of manufacturing prices. That's certainly true globally. And where uh, inflation remains persistent, and central banks have been highlighting this, is in the services sectors of economy. So Ireland is not unique in this regard. Um, they, they continue upper pressure we're seeing in prices is largely now uh, uh, being seen in services sectors. And, you know, labour markets remain tight everywhere. Wage growth has picked up. Uh, upper pressure on costs facing these firms. So um, I, I think a cautionary tale in terms of the global economy, but the Irish economy is certainly holding up well. Uh, and it ties in with the real data we've seen this year for the economy, which has been a fall off in manufacturing output leading to much weaker GDP growth. But at the same time, the domestic economy, the services economy hold up reasonably well and continuing very tight labour market conditions. Um, and the CSO shows inflation coming down, but remaining elevated in certain sectors, particularly the services sectors of the economy. So, Ollie, you're, you're painting a very complex uh, picture there and the PMIs are certainly feeding into that story. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And if we get a soft landing or the economy is going to crash hard. Activity has held up well uh, so far in the face of the monetary tightening, but you still can't conclude that um, a soft landing is definitely on the cards. Indeed, when he was asked the question at his last press conference at the Fed meeting at the end of, of um, September there, uh, you know, the Fed chair indicated, he says, I'd be even reluctant to call it my base case. He says there's still significant downness for economies here. Ollie, as always, I thank you for your time. That's all very interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how things go over the short to medium term now. And I thank, I thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Stay close to all our podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and good luck. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.